Welcome back to Nate the Hate, where I am once again joined by MVG. What's up, Nate? What a day. What a day indeed. And I would say the news today, it's shocking, but expected. I would say, I would say that is an accurate statement. So for those who aren't in the know at the moment, today, Sony Interactive Entertainment and Naughty Dog officially announced that The Last of Us Part 2 has been delayed indefinitely, along with Iron Man VR. And Naughty Dog gave a nice statement explaining why the delay has occurred, and I'll read that right now. They said, As you've likely seen, the release of The Last of Us Part 2 has been delayed. We're sure this news is just as disappointing to you as it is to us. We wanted to reach out to you all in our community to give you a little more information. The good news is we're nearly done with development of The Last of Us Part 2. We are in the midst of fixing our final bugs. However, even with us finishing the game, we were faced with the reality that due to the logistics beyond our control, we couldn't launch The Last of Us Part 2 to our satisfaction. We want to make sure everyone gets to play The Last of Us Part 2 around the same time, ensuring that we're doing everything possible to preserve the best experience for everyone. This meant delaying the game until such a time where we could solve these logistic issues. We are bummed about this decision, but ultimately understood it's what's best and fair to all of our players. We're hoping that this won't be a long delay and we'll update you as soon as we have more information to share. We wish you all, your families and your friends, the best of health. Thank you for being amazing fans and your continued support. Now, we talked about this kind of in the past a few times about the potential delays that releases in 2020 could face due to the ongoing pandemic going across the planet and The Last of Us Part Two was pretty much the first game that we expected to be impacted, and that's come to fruition. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, we got just the same week, we also saw that The Wasteland 3 was delayed, though not as high scale of a game as The Last of Us Part Two, and that game was delayed from a May 19th release until now late August. So with the statement Naughty Dog put out, what would you say is a realistic timetable of expectation to see The Last of Us Part Two release on the PlayStation 4? Ooh, that's a good question. It needs to be before the holidays, that's for sure, right? I mean, it's got to be, I would say, September, October would be when I would be trying to target that game coming out. And that may upset a couple of listeners because it's now undergone yet another delay. But, you know, we, we need to be realistic here that, that this pandemic has just thrown everything off. And I think that even even that date may not even be the right right target in mind. I mean, I think if Sony and Naughty Dog can regroup and get this game out, we'll say holiday, before the holiday of this year, potentially tying it in with the launch of the PS5, which they keep telling us, is coming this year, you know, they, they double down on that, right? Then I, I think, I think you know, nothing is really lost. Obviously, a lot of people are disappointed. But I would say, yeah, I would say no later than, you know, this holiday, it, it really needs to come. Ideally, I'd like to see in like April, uh, in August or um, August, September. But even that just doesn't seem like it's feasible right now obviously you know we've talked about this nate in in past episodes and we've mentioned this on the spawncast 
we've had concerns that this was going to happen. We we said, you know, buckle up because this year may be a real bumpy ride. And I mean, we're right in the middle of it. This is the first of what we believe is more uh, delays that will inevitably come down the line. Yeah, absolutely. This is definitely just, it's another cog in the delay wheel. Like we saw it with the Outer Worlds for Switch getting delayed way back in February or early March when it was just a couple of weeks away from release. They have since dated that for a June release for the Switch. Then we saw the Wasteland 3 get delayed and now we're seeing The Last of Us Part 2. And if I'm Sony, I have to be concerned that my other major game that was slated for this summer, Ghost of Tsushima from Sucker Punch, that has to be on the delay slab at this point. I would say it is unless it's code completed and they're just in QA right now. If they're in QA, I I could see the game coming out, but if they're uh, still adding, you know, side missions and they're writing code and and just touching things up here and there, I would say yes, I, I think that's that's something that potentially would be under scrutiny for getting delayed. Absolutely. And I know a lot of people say, well, the developers, we've heard from Sony, Nintendo, Microsoft, and third parties that they shifted to a work-from-home setting so they could continue work on these games. But work-from-home presents its own obstacles. It doesn't allow the employees to, you know, you can polish some of the bugs, but you're also not doing QA. You're not doing all these tests. You can't do marketing and such. And there's a lot of hands. There's a lot of people involved with the lead-up to a launch of a video game. And that's something that I think people kind of forget about because I've already seen it on Twitter this afternoon where people say, well, if Naughty Dog is that finished with the game, it's just a few bugs, why don't they just release it digitally? And that's not an option. The yeah. game isn't complete. Yeah, right. It's, I mean, if you look at... It, it, all you need to do is look at the credit screen of a AAA game and see how many people are involved in the development of a video game. Now, obviously, not everyone is involved at the same time, but we're talking like hundreds of people, potentially thousands of people that are involved in the making of a AAA game. And look, it's not about it's not about, you know, if the game is complete or not. It's this is a logistical thing. This is a are we even equipped to work 100% remote and get work completed and get the same amount of velocity of work being completed as we would if we were just in the office on that given day? And the answer is no. Many of these large studios, and I'm not picking on the studios, I'm just talking about businesses in general, aren't equipped for something like this. And it's not their fault. It's because we've never really had to, you know, deal with something like this in our lifetime before. So many of these companies have had to scramble in order to set up, you know, business continuity plans trying to get the appropriate hardware to everyone that's involved or at least the key the key players you know so they can work remotely and uninterrupted but look at the end of the day this is games development we need developers connecting to dev kits people aren't taking dev kits home with them they need to connect to them in the studio which means they need to get access to you know their network via VPN and there's also you know, things like source control where, you know, code gets pushed to a repository. So all that stuff needs to be in place. And many, many situations you'll find is that 
most of these companies because you know they don't want leaks they don't want anything leaving their studio they tend to just keep a closed environment where you don't have the ability to to actually work remote you know after hours because they're trying to you know minimize leaks and and things like that so all of a sudden you've got these companies now trying to establish all this infrastructure in place and that takes time and depending on who it is it may take weeks, it may take months. You know, there's probably some some people at Naughty Dog right now that can't even log in remotely because they don't have the appropriate either security permissions or they don't have the appropriate hardware to do so. So, I mean, this is not necessarily a, hey, let's just get the, the code finished or let, let's just, you know, let's just push this out. This is this is a lot bigger than that. And I think that's why we, we believe that we think there's going to be a lot more of these delays coming coming this year. Yeah. As you mentioned, like the VPN, I've talked to some colleagues within the industry who are now working from home on games they're developing. And some have told me it took them up to a week to figure out their VPN situation. And a lot of key players in that their developer, they didn't have a PC or a hardware setup at their home that could handle the workload required. So they had to get almost like an advance at work to say, we're going to give you an extra couple thousand dollars so you can get a PC and the hardware that is required of you to do the work at home. And I mean, people say, well, they should have prepared for this, but this is a situation you could not prepare for. This right. wasn't this wasn't something that was ever in the thought of these multi-million dollar huge developers of saying, you know, we employ a thousand people. What happens when we can't have any of them in our office? And like The Last of Us 2, this is clearly, they were in the final stretch. We were a month and a half out from release. So you're in that extra polishing phase. You're going through those final bugs. You're going through QA to make sure when we launch this game, it's not going to crash. The character's not going to clip through the floor. And you're now, you can't do that now. You're not looking at these parts. And even if you are, you're not able to address them to a full capacity. And what people have to really understand with this is that, yeah, maybe some of these problems could have been solved within a week had you been in office. But now, because you're working from home, that week could now become three weeks Mm -hmm. and it's a snowball effect as these hours go by in the days it accumulates and what may have been a simple solution is going to take substantial time to now address and i mean bravo on sony and naughty dog for coming out this early in april and say the game it's not coming out we don't know when it's going to come out like i am a little shocked yeah that we saw the wasteland 3 get a august release and Sony and Naughty Dog are really sitting there saying, we don't know. Yeah, but we saw Daniel Ahmed's tweet, um, uh, I think today or yesterday, that that was directly because of the working from home situation um, with that company. I think Naughty Dog really doesn't... I, th- I think they said we don't know because they legitimately don't know when they can deliver this game. And, and that, that may be a little concerning to some folks, but it's also a very honest answer, especially considering they've already delayed the game in the past. I think this is a very you know transparent response that look, we really don't know when we can get this game out. We'll we'll do our best, but you know just just hold tight for a little longer. We'll we'll figure out a plan going forward. And I think you know it's it's a very honest response, and and I I kind of applaud them for for, for doing that. Yeah, absolutely, because you know. 
transparency isn't something big in the video game industry. Companies usually keep information close to the chest, and that's why there's always a lot of uncertainty and unknowns in the industry. And that, especially with the fan community, leaves people restless. We've seen, we basically see that situation with Nintendo Directs and even Nintendo in particular, but we've seen it a lot with Sony and the PlayStation 5, even Microsoft a little bit with the Series X, where people just, they want to know what's going on and the companies just go radio silent. So if I'm Sony and I'm talking to Sucker Punch, when would you say they could announce a delay for Ghost of Tsushima if one has to occur? Well, I think I think they're probably talking to them right now and asking them, you know, what's your what's your gut say on this? And I mean, if they were going to announce a delay, I would say they need to do it quickly because that game isn't that far away from releasing either. But there is a part of me that that makes me feel like Ghost of Tsushima is further along as far as it may it may slip through and get a release but i mean that's not based on really anything other than the fact that that game has been talked about for such a long time i just feel like it's 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 done you know what i mean but but that could be completely (laughs) inaccurate um but yeah i I would say if there is going to be an announcement it's going to be soon probably next week um you know at, at the latest i would say so this is shaping up to be a rough month for Sony, and we probably should consider that April is the beginning of their new fiscal year and the first quarter of the new fiscal year. So maybe they want these announcements out as soon as possible, especially if they have an investor's briefing in the coming weeks where you really don't want to address these concerns for the first time with your investors at the briefing. You want to give them a couple of weeks notice to prepare that you're probably going to have a pretty weak performing quarter one of this fiscal year because you're not releasing new software due to the situation. Hardware sales have likely been impacted because, I mean, we can't go to retailers. I can't easily go to a store and buy a PlayStation 4 right now because most of them are closed because they're non-essential. And even if I try to order it from Amazon because it's a non-essential product, you don't know when you're getting it. So, I mean, right now we're really looking at Final Fantasy VII, maybe the last major release of the known time window of games coming out because like we've looked at some of the releases dated for 2020 and there's really no major releases dated for the year because we're still waiting for you know the playstation 5 xbox series x and some third-party developers are clearly waiting on those platforms to be fully unveiled until they talk about their plans for later this year because i think the only upcoming big releases that have solid dates include september's release of marvel's the avengers Mm -hmm. we have cyberpunk coming out in also september and then we have nintendo who admittedly has a lot of games slated for may and early june which they dated in the recent nintendo direct mini but they did begin that direct mini with the notice of these dates are not set in stone they can change yeah and I mean, at the end of May, Nintendo has Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition. And I've seen on Twitter some people asking, could this game get delayed? Right now, the game is available for preload on the Nintendo eShop. Nintendo is Nintendo's a smart company in the sense that they like to sit on games for a long time. They'll sit on a completed game for three months, and they'll wait until the month is right for them to release it, which means Xenoblade has likely gone gold probably maybe even the last month. So the game is complete. 
so there shouldn't be a delay for that release. What do you think about the Bioware games that are coming out uh, that were just announced? You think you think they're under any threat? I, I would say because they're ports of kind of known entities, I think that it only takes, and I'm not trying to downplay it, but it, it only takes a smaller group of, of, of people to get that game completed. So I, I think they will they will drop but that that is it may 29 that may 29 date like seems like it's a bit of a placeholder because everything is like dropping on that same day so who knows that that also may be something what do you think about that yeah when i was looking at the bioshock uh, trilogy release even borderlands collection and the xcom 2 they were all i believe i know bioshock definitely was it was handled handled by virtuos who also did the port job of the outer worlds and it didn't seem like the Bioshock was impacted because we only got the delay announcement about the Outer Worlds. But I do think out of those three games of Bioshock, Borderlands, and XCOM 2, I could see at least one of those getting delayed because it did feel like 2K just threw them all on that date, mm. kind of with the intention of probably one or two of these are going to get delayed. Yeah. Because I don't see why you would drop it. I mean, what is it? seven games on the same day unless you had the idea in the back of your mind saying we might push one of these until late june maybe early july right we'll be back after a quick break ever thought modern video games should be more interesting at the gaming blender we take randomized genres mechanics and make a new game every episode i've added permadeath we have a survival game of a hardcore simulation which could be house flipper and with the permadeath of XCOM, then that owl has to be an action-adventure. Yes. Ooh, dear. Yes. And sometimes it doesn't quite work. And you have, you have a construction off over the course of the, of the narrative. A construction off? The, <laughs> way, the way we can do this is that we ditch your idea entirely. Entirely. Check out The Gaming Blender on all your favourite podcast platforms now. Yeah, I mean, I, I I think that that makes sense. And as far as Nintendo, yeah, generally speaking, you're right. I think they have pretty much things done and dusted before they announce these things. So I would say, for the most part, they're not really going to be that impacted by this. This is really more about you know Sony and Microsoft, I think, and and some of the bigger publishers. Like um, like you said, I, I I would expect anything anything that's after April is is a red flag and that also includes halo infinite as well i think that may be another game that gets delayed you know it's we keep hearing that it's 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 coming holiday 2020 but i mean is it really i mean think about it we just talked about how you know these bigger companies are struggling to get the appropriate infrastructure set up so people can work from home no one none of these companies you know has a business continuity plan that that is was ever kind of designed for an epidemic type situation so i can only assume that any big triple a company that is releasing something this year is potentially going to have to make a very similar announcement to what naughty dog did today yeah i would definitely agree with that i mean even the development of the next gen hardware it's like, yeah, we can look at it and say, well, they still have six to seven months before they would have to release these products. But most of these companies, whether it's in Europe, Japan, or North America, 
they've been out of work. They've been shut down from their offices for a month. They have not been in those offices to actually sit down in a development environment and work on these games for a month. And even from working from home, you're making some progress, but you're not making full progress. So with a game like Halo Infinite, yeah, they're they're advancing in some areas, but you're not advancing at the speed which you want. And it's not a situation where it's, oh, we're back to work in August. You, we can just say for the next three months, we're going to crunch and we're going to make up for the previous four months of work. You can't do that. That's This isn't like building a house where it's just, we're going to stay an extra hour so we can put up a new floor. Game development isn't handled that way. You, I mean, every day lost is a full day's loss. Yep. It's substantial time and development takes time because you still have to go through QA. You have to test the bugs. You have to localize. You have to market. You have to, there's so many steps in game development and you can't skip a single one. So if you have the playbook of a thousand, page, a thousand pages of game development, you do have to go step by step of each page. You can't just say, well, let's skip to page 10. Those previous nine pages aren't important. Like, no, that isn't the way this is handled. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, if I'm any company and I'm hoping to have a major release this fall, like Ubisoft, Ubisoft delayed a lot of games yeah. that were supposed to be out by now, whether it was, was it Gods and Monsters, Watch Dogs. We believe there's a new Assassin's Creed that's likely for this year. Mm-hmm. All of those games are now on the delay table. Yep, absolutely. And, I mean, that's scary for a developer saying everything we marketed for and budgeted for and financed for in 2020 may not happen, yeah. and which means yeah. we do not have income for it, which, I mean, I understand it's not just for the developers. It's every working individual in the country is in that same situation. And But for a business, it's scary because you're still spending, you're still putting out the money to develop the games, but now you're not really having anything to come in because like Sony, Last of Us and Ghost of Tsushima were their big games for this fiscal quarter. And now they may not release. So when it's time to report to investors, you're reporting a substantial loss. Yeah, absolutely. I just thought about something and it goes back to infrastructure and, and resources and stuff. So we recently talked about crunch on uh, a couple of episodes ago. We talked about how Naughty Dog brought in a whole bunch of contract contractors to get them over the hump and and really, you know, get their velocity where it needs to be in order to get, you know, the game back on track. Think of it this way, Nate. So everyone now is remote. The, the office is closed. So what happens to those contract people? Because the contractors aren't going to get anywhere near the same level of access into their network as just a regular employee. Now, have they just decided to furlough those contractors? Have they cut them loose? We don't know. But one thing I will say is, well, if they don't have those contractors that they brought on, then what does that mean to the timeline? It means the timeline gets pushed. So I I question whether, you know, some of those contract staff have been retained or if they have been can they actually get their work done and it just goes back to what we said about you know crunch and and you know fail processes and things like that i think this this situation is so unique to so many 
companies and not not just game development or video games a lot of a lot of companies just don't know how to deal with it and i'm not saying again i'm not saying that in a bad way this is just something that's unprecedented and you know it's just it's almost you know looking back you know in the rearview mirror how 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 did we even believe this game was actually going to come out on 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 time there was just no way like with this pandemic that's going on there's no way you can put a date on anything right now you know like any any type of big event that's still on the table like gamescom for example which is i guess it's still officially happening i mean (laughs) how you know how is that even feasible that that's going to happen this year and i think that that mentality you know it really just affects all of us you know not not just not just video games and i i just i think that this year honestly is just a write-off you know for in in so many ways i think whatever is i'll say 90 percent complete and and further along i think is safe anything that's not is you know it could run the risk of, of not coming out and that's really you know all there is to say there honestly yeah, I would say if a game didn't go gold by, I would honestly say by today, by April, yeah, it's not releasing on time. And like as we said, there's, I mean, there's a lot of games slated for this year that simply they haven't been dated yet, so we couldn't bring them up by name, or some games that simply haven't been announced yet. But all of these games are at risk, and we're going to see a lot more delays. I think. The only company who's safe out of announced games at this point is Nintendo because, as we mentioned, Nintendo does sit on games for a couple of months after they they complete them and they just wait until the right time to release them. So games like Clubhouse Games and Xenoblade Chronicles 2, those all seem safe. Anything beyond those two games from Nintendo that was slated for this year, like maybe something like Bravely Default 2, if that was slated for, let's say, an August launch and they simply hadn't dated it yet, I'd say that's now in question. And even Halo Infinite, any next-gen plans with the Series X and the PlayStation 5, all of those are being put into question. And eventually Sony and Microsoft are going to have to answer those questions about their next-gen plans because you can't launch next-gen hardware without new software. And if your third-party partners aren't working and your first-party developers aren't working, you have to make a, de- you have to make a decision. It, now it's no longer just about what work is being done at Chinese factories Mm -hmm. to produce and manufacture the hardware, it comes down to what are your software providers outputting in North America, in Europe? And you can't simply, you know, outsource all of this work to a Chinese port studio. They could never handle this workload. Right. Because if, I mean, if that were an option, I think Sony and Naughty Dog would have looked into it and said, Hey, why don't we contact Virtuos just as a company of examples, say, Let's see if they can finish the QA and get these final bugs fixed so we can make launch. If that were an option, they would have investigated it. And I mean, as you said, we might be looking at a delay till September, October, maybe even beyond. And the same can be said for Ghost of Tsushima. If that game is delayed, even let's use the three-month timetable of the previous two games, The Outer Worlds and Wastelands 3 had demonstrated. We're still looking at an August and a September release for those two games. And I mean, three months is a substantial amount of time for a developer to delay a game. 
especially since this is out of their hands. Yeah. This isn't like this is nothing that where they're just sitting and saying we need a little more time to polish. This is we can't work. The logistics, the economic impacts are not there for us. And that's the other thing with The Last of Us. There's been some reports coming out that it's logistical and economic, which would mean Sony's viewing it as even if we could launch it digitally and it would have a good digital sell through, we want to have a physical retail presence because that is still a large chunk of the money that we make. And yeah. we're not willing to compromise and give up that presence. Yeah, I mean, you brought you brought up some good points. The the console one is interesting because I almost feel like you're right. There's no way that they can release a new generation of console without without games. That would be suicide. That's that's like the Wii U all over again, you know, where it had a handful of games when it launched. That would not make any sense. But I think Microsoft could almost pull it off, almost pull it off because they have the huge back catalog. We know that the uh, Xbox One X games are going to play on on day one as soon as you get the new system and they're going to look absolutely amazing so you could almost give microsoft a pass for dropping the series x and and then basically saying look we're not quite ready with the games yet but just wait till spring of next year we'll have you know halo infinite we'll have whatever else that they were planning on launching with i could i could almost see that that working Sony has no chance of doing that. They have zero chance of doing that. And that's that's the scary part for them that you're right. They're going to have a very difficult year this year. Um, and even if the system is ready to go, it just doesn't really matter at this point because clearly, you know, games development has been significantly impacted by this as we, you know, suspected would be the case. And it's going to be a very bumpy ride. It, it seems like Microsoft is mitigating the fallout of this a lot better. I don't know if it's just PR or marketing at this point, but I do expect both companies to make further announcements about about both hardware and software that, that is coming out for the remainder of this year. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. And I mean, it's... This is truly an unprecedented situation. This is not something anyone really prepared for. And I mean, I've said on Twitter, and I think I've even said on the Spawncast a few times, anyone's expectations for the 2020 video game industry, you just, you have to throw them away. The year is not going to play out the way you expected. And like, I consider it lucky that we have games like Animal Crossing, Resident Evil 3, Final Fantasy VII Remake, make the launches that they had because I know everyone was looking forward to the big releases of 2020 and a Final Fantasy 7 remake is probably going to be the last major game aside from Xenoblade Chronicles for the Switch. Those are probably the last two major games that are going to launch on time at this point. And it's, I mean, even actually, you know, I might even change that. Nintendo, I could see Nintendo maybe even viewing the possibility or entertaining the idea of delaying Xenoblade Chronicles due to the economic impacts. I mean, I believe it was something like 10 million people in the United States in the last two weeks have filed for unemployment. Yeah, exactly. How do you predict numbers anymore? How do you say, we think this is going to sell 5 million copies or we think this is going to sell 2 million copies? 
it's it's impossible to do that and even the people that want to get their hands on the game may not be able to you know for for differing reasons so yeah right. it's 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 very difficult to predict that stuff and that's the thing like even for the next gen hardware launch even if i'm microsoft or sony i still want to hit november if the economy has not changed in a substantial way who's going to have that extra five hundred dollars to go out and buy a video games console if you've been out of work for the last four or five months and i mean yeah the government's going to give you a twelve hundred dollar one-time check in mid sometime this month and i mean that's not going to get you very far especially if you're relying on the twelve hundred dollars to pay for your groceries your rent and other bills a five hundred dollar investment for a game console or even a sixty dollar investment as soon as next month is not financially viable for you anymore and I mean, that's where we have to remember ourselves and everyone listening is that video games are a luxury. They are a hobby. It's they're not vital. Mm-hmm. They're not a necessity. Don't go out and buy Final Fantasy seven next week if you have to worry about putting food on your table or buying medicine or, you know, paying for your heat. Final Fantasy seven will be there for you in a year it will be there for you when things calm down it'll be there for you in 2035 when they release all chapters <laughs> of the game as well that's a good point <laughs> like i guess that's where i would applaud sony for really viewing this from an economic standpoint of saying hey we want to sell six million copies but reality is there's not six million people that we could sell it to right now because People don't have money. People are worried about, well, I have money for tomorrow, which, good, that's responsible thinking. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, I mean, are there any other games you could see this year being impacted by this that we didn't touch on? Oh, I don't think so, Nate. I, I mean, I think we we covered the majority of them, at least. I think it's going to be a tough year. But one one thing I will say, this is not all all bad. I mean, look, the pandemic is is absolutely horrible that's going on in the world right now but there's always something good that comes out of something like this and that is indie indie developers and the indie companies the small studios the 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 lean you know three three person group or the 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 remote what the 100% remote development teams like night dive studios those companies are unaffected by something like this to to an extent i mean everyone's affected by this everyone has either someone that is that they know that's afflicted by it or their anxiety levels are or they're you know uh, uh, through the roof right now so i'm not trying to downplay it but what i'm saying is this is a chance for these kind of smaller indie studios to really get their name out there like if, if and I'm, I'm just spitballing this is not something that i know about but what if we saw you know goose game untitled goose game 2 get announced this year i mean how how amazing would that be or if we saw some uh, indie companies come out with some really awesome games that we, we probably had never heard of otherwise but because now they've got more of a open environment to you know to get their name out there it really kind of brings the indies you know to the forefront of of this so i guess the the big void that may be left behind by the triple a's could really be um you know utilized by the the indies and i think you know these smaller leaner companies that are really just continuing to do business because that's the way they've always done it, shoestring budgets and things like that, 
their their deadlines and their games aren't affected by this as much so you know i expect to see that we'll we'll see a lot more focus on on those smaller studios that really start to show some cool stuff so i think that's a real positive to take away from this it's not all just you know video games are are, are, are going to just go away this year i think there'll definitely be some good things that that come out of this for sure yeah that's a nice silver lining to put on all this because the indie scene has definitely blossomed over the last two console generations and it's found new life on the switch with titles like untitled goose game the shovel knight games and even like uh was it um i can't think of the name of the game right now like uh, way, way forward and, and companies like that or yeah companies like that and um stardew valley it was made yep. by one guy and if we can see some of these indie studios who come up with really creative and unique ideas and they're able to get that, you know, just that chance to in the spotlight because, you know, they're not going to be competing against games like The Last of Us Part Two. You know, it'd be nice for them and it can it helps the industry kind of come back to its roots of embracing creativity and uniqueness and experimentation. And indies are really the forefront with those type of ideas. And I mean, again, that's not to say there's that AAA development isn't important to the industry or anything of the sort. But here's a question for you that I do wonder if these indies could be impacted in this way. Would certification for release be impacted if Nintendo, Sony, or Microsoft are not in office to full capacity? Because these these companies do certify to make sure the games will run properly on the hardware prior to approving for release. Great question. I, I think so. And, and that's a good point too. You know, it, it I think everything in, in the whole life cycle, the whole chain is is impacted. If there aren't the appropriate people in the office to, to do certifications or if there's reduced staff or reduced numbers, then yes, absolutely. It, again, it goes back to, well, when, when can we put a date on some of this stuff? And it's it, I guess it affects everyone when you start talking about the certification process. Absolutely. I don't know specifically what you need to do as far as the eShop goes. I know it's fairly streamlined, but I mean, someone still has to pull down your, your bill that you've submitted and, and make sure it passes, you know, X number of, of requirements before it can get approved to go to retail so that means there's a human element involved which means yes if that person is not available to do that that work or if it's reduced numbers and there's a huge backlog of of games that are are, you know that need to get certification right now then yes that means that you know your your indie game may get may get delayed and that's just an unfortunate side effect of the whole thing so yeah I, i would say absolutely so i guess how we'll end today's discussion is what are your expectations for delays moving forward in 2020 and its potential impacts on the next generation launch i think as long as this pandemic continues and it's continuing to get worse around the around the world right now i would expect that we continue to see development getting delayed i expect to see announcements coming up for additional games i think ghost Tsushima is one that will get a delay i don't think halo infinite's going to make it i have concerns about cyberpunk although i think cyberpunk delayed their game before all this was said and done i think they gave themselves enough of a window to get the game complete and out the door but it goes back to that economic thing you said as well nate but 
again, I mean, this pandemic, once we start to see some some numbers and some real numbers that we've we've crossed the hurdle, you know, the, the hump or the curve, you know, we're, we're going back down, things are starting to go back to some sense of normality, then I would expect to see that, you know, we'll, we'll slowly start to see, you know, businesses start to reopen and things, but that's probably a few months away from, from occurring. And I think right now, as I said, you know, in a, a previous episode, this is going to be a very bumpy ride. So I would expect that we're going to see a lot more delays, you know, throughout this year. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. It's it's a dark time for the industry and for, I mean, everybody on the planet. It's There's not much light at the end of the tunnel because we're pretty much still in the middle of the tunnel. We know we will eventually get to that end. It's just a question of when will we get there? What obstacles await us in the darkness of this path? And, I mean, for everyone listening, you know, Stay safe, wash your hands, happy health, do what you can to remain isolated from any unnecessary social interaction. Don't go to parties, don't don't go to social gatherings if you can avoid them. You know, practice practice everything that the CDC is advising you. And I mean, as you said for the game industry, I expect a lot more software delays moving forward from every company, be it Nintendo, Microsoft, Sony, every third party some indies and i do think next gen could see a delay from at least one of the companies i think microsoft still seems focused where they think they can launch this year and maybe they lean heavily on their backwards compatibility and game pass lineup to justify launching the series x this holiday but i'm sure microsoft is also evaluating the economic impacts because you don't want to look like that company who's trying to take advantage of a situation when people have no money but if they do delay it till spring 2021, and I mean, you would expect Sony to be there with them. And now you have The Last of Us Part Two, Ghost of Tsushima, likely being delayed as well. You have to wonder how that's going to play into their plans for holiday and even into early next year. So there's a lot of uncertainty in the industry right now. The only certainty we really have is that nothing nothing's going as planned. There's going to be a lot of delays and we have to take information as it comes to us. We can't look at any prior announcement or release date and stick to that. We have to look at that as that information is now irrelevant and we just have to look forward and wait for communication from these companies and you know, hope for the best and hope for a quick resolution to the pandemic and you know, just keep a positive attitude. Yep, and be safe and you know, get get into your backlog. I've got a lot of games that I have not yet even taken out of the shrink wrap and I'm actually having fun, you know, playing some games that I never thought I would get a chance to. So get into the backlog. Look at look at Humble Bundle. They've got some really good games out there right now. Check out all these eShop sales that are going on. You know, take take a gamble and, and pick up a couple of games that you normally wouldn't do and and you may find something that you really like and, and some new genre of game or some new game that you'd never heard of before that is something that you know you end up really enjoying i I think you know we just got to keep positive and this will this will you know this will end at some point and we hope hopefully it will be sooner rather than later but you know as nate said it's it's going to be a bit of a ride bit of a bumpy ride before we we get to the end 
Yeah, and that's good advice. You know, go through the backlog. There's probably a lot of games people have bought over the years that they never finished because a new game came out and they leapt to that brand new game. So, you know, look through the catalog. There's probably a lot of hidden gems in there that you never quite gave enough time to. So it's a good time to do that. Play multiplayer games with friends. Well, not friends, but family. And if you live with friends in, you know, your apartment or you share a house with friends, then play with your friends. Play online with friends. And... You know, make the best of a bad situation. When life gives you lemons, you make lemonade. And I want to thank MVG for joining me once again. Yep. It's always uh, always fun, man. Thanks for having me on. Yep. It's always a pleasure to have you here. I feel like this conversation was a, was a good conversation to, you know, we really viewed the industry in several ways, be it economic, logistical, how development processes actually go. So hopefully it was informative to everyone listening. And I thank everyone for supporting the channel. If you enjoy this content, give the video a like. If you didn't, give it a dislike. Leave your thoughts on The Last of Us delay and potential future delays in 2020 in the comment section below. And until next time, continue to embrace the hate.